Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one, The Gladiators, written by Semi-Loki. Master Fled was not amused. I have no time for foolishness, he snapped out, as his lower jaws without bothering to pause eating with his upper jaws. The roasted, gnarled rat was terrible, nearly burnt on the outside, while inside it was pink. The cook was Malmahood. It was a wonder it wasn't still on fire when it arrived. He would sell his own grand spoilings for a decent cook. For the moment, though, he suffered through his meal and glared at the pipsqueak human with distaste. Humans were a recent addition to the refugee worlds. They had been a Class Three civilization before the Yannak invasion had swept through their corner of the spiral arm. Humans, also Vlad had been told, had only recently discovered the crudest forms of nuclear power. Certainly, certainly nothing powerful enough to provide the energy demands necessary for interstellar travel. Confined to one planet with primitive weaponry, they had been easy pickings for the Yannick. The Yannick favored firing sterilization beams from up to a light hour away when conquering a non-star-faring species. It was only because a fleet of Ark conveyors maintained the Niamen arriving mere days before the Yannick descended upon them that so many humans had managed to survive it all. With no great reluctance, Vled dropped a foul-tasting morsel onto the table and pushed himself away with his lower arms. He folded his upper arms and slammed his lower jaw shut. It was the heavier and clumsier jaw, good for fighting but difficult to use for speech. He switched to his upper jaw and continued. Be off with you, he ordered. Look somewhere else for work. I have, the human protested. No one else will hire me. Please, I wish to participate. Fled flicked his tongue inside his mouth, hoping to dislodge any scraps of the charred vermin that might have gotten wedged inside. After a moment's probing, he realized the human was still standing there, waiting for a response. Persistent species, he'd give them that. I'm sure that they are not, he admitted. It has been tough for us all. We are all refugees and we all have limited supplies. Just keep looking. The human balled his hands together and pounded one against the post that Vlad's tent. It shook in a fairly impressive manner. Vlad discreetly watched the vibrations travel to the thick wooden post and caused the roof and the tent to jiggle. The human seemed oblivious to this. Curious, the human didn't look particularly strong or tough. No tusks, no horns, teeth were flat. Probably a herbivore species. No scale or armor, just exposed skin everywhere. They were probably easily injured, yet that strike on the post, a casual display of anger it seemed, had surprising bit of power behind it. Not at all, a bull could shake it more with a headbutt. Still, he worked with fighters that had less and, uh, what was he thinking? Look, he said patiently, it is not that I'm not sympathetic here. I know things are tough for your kind. We all have had it rough, but, uh, sir, 
the human interrupted. I'm not looking for a pity or a handout, just the same chance you offered others. Blood uncrossed his upper arms and scratched his lower chin. The hairs were getting thicker there. By the nameless, he was getting old. How had he survived in this line of business as long as he had? Dumb luck, probably. He looked at the human again. Small, three-fourths of his own height at best, shaggy black hair on top of his head. Thinner than a lot of the species, but with a lot of those odd lumpy protrusions that stuck out of arms and legs, and apparently its chest. They never got them on their faces, though. He was really considering this. He stared at the human again. You do realize that gladiator fighting is illegal, he asked. If a peace troops do a flyover and spot you when you're on your own, I'm not going to help you, and if you mention my name, I'll hunt your entire family down. The human bounced its head up and down. Yes. So you also only get paid if you win, he added. That's the deal. No payouts for losers. Even if you win, I take my cut first. But you run the most risk here, the human agreed. That's only fair. Vlad was impressed. He generally had to pound the understanding into some of the stupidest species. That many brawlers, the only saw their own risk in the games. After all, they were the ones getting mauled out there. They didn't think about his risk. His risk in organizing the games. His risk if he got caught. A brawler may get maimed. May some may get killed. If the peace troops rounded them up, then they might even be imprisoned. But, as an organizer, Vled was more exposed and ran a greater risk of discovery. If that happened, when that happened, if he were being entirely honest with himself, then they all suffered. It was a hard lesson for many to grasp. An individual brawler captured or killed was a tragedy, but it mostly affected his own life and a handful of those who depended upon his winnings for their own livelihood. If Vled was caught or killed, though, his entire business collapsed with it. The games would end and they would be all be out of work. Not just the brawlers, either. There are also spies in his employ, as well as bookkeepers, runners, and various black market enterprises. His absence would cause much bigger ripples and, uh, due to his position out in front, that constant risk demanded higher rewards. The human understood all of this without being told. He grunted. Plus, Vlad added, if you seem to show potential, I will help train you, feed you, and house you if you need it. None of that comes free, but we can defer payment until after you've won. Then you'll allow me to compete? The human asked, hopefully. Vlad rolled his tongue more. Why did the human have to put him in this position? Why didn't he just try to find a safer line of work? Now he'd have to mop up its blood and deal with the ire of the entire species after it died, which was almost certain to happen. Too bad, really. He liked strolling through the human quarter. It smelled so good at times, and uh, he looked at the human. Can you cook? he asked suddenly. The human blinked his eyes. What? I asked. I mean, yes, yes, I can cook. I worked in my uncle's restaurant before the invasion. Led felt a glimmer of hope. Maybe this arrangement wouldn't be a total loss. Wait. Meat as well as vegetables, he asked. You humans have flat teeth. We're omnivores, the human assured Vled. We can consume both. I can cook both meat and vegetables. This was getting better and better. 
Technically, bled species was omnivorous as well. They primarily ate meat as they were a predatory species, but vegetation was necessary for certain nutritional needs, but it often lacked flavor. However, if this human could make his diet palatable... How about this, he said. I hire you on as my cook. I don't pay much until and wait a day, but if you do a good job, then I will allow you to fight in next month's unranked games. The pots are a lot smaller there, but you'd have to slug it out through them and gain a reputation before you could get to the ranked fights anyway. In the meantime, you have some small income. This is a better deal than I offer most unknowns, so you'd better think hard about this before answering. I accept. The human said quickly, Good, Red said, but be warned, I am not going to let you keep going in there and getting yourself pummeled over and over again. It's bad for business if a brawler loses every fight because everyone knows the bet on the better fighter. If you lose five matches in a row, you're out. Understood. I just know I'm going to regret this. Red bulged as he wiped his mouth with his blue arm. But, all right, you're hired. You start in the kitchen tomorrow morning. I need to chase a certain Malmud off tonight. So, tomorrow at sunrise. Got it? Yes, sir. Call me Vled, Vled answered with a sigh. Save the master and sir stuff for when you're putting on a show. Outside the ring, call me Vled. What do I call you? Katsuru, the human answered. Well, see you first thing in the morning, Katsuru. Not since the invasion of his own homeworld had Vled hated the Yannick so completely. This is, he asked as he swallowed the first bite. Pardon, sir? Katsura asked. Vled glared at him. I mean Vled, Katsura corrected himself. I'm sorry, breakfast foods aren't really my specialty. That is called a western oblet. I learned how to make them from a friend of mine. Vled looked at the dish again. What is in it? he asked. If you don't like it, I can make something else, Katsuru apologized. Just tell me what's in it, Bled persisted. Please. Um, Katsuru looked at the plate in front of the blue alien. Just a few onions and peppers, really, a few slices of cheese. We managed to bring some livestock with us from the farmers assured me that the cheese was super good. Bled looked down at the plate again. Your kind ate this, uh, whenever you wanted, he asked. Yes, and these, uh, vegetables... They were native to your world, yes. Red looked up. Yannick are abominations, he said simply. He ate heartily of his breakfast and felt a genuine remorse when it was all gone. He had to stop himself from licking the plate. Red allowed Katsuru to spar against the pro that afternoon. As he half expected, the aging bowl made short work of the scrawny human. The human had balled its hands up against and tried to use them as though they were some sort of natural club. The ball had lowered its armored head and charged. The human just barely got out of the way before becoming impaled on the horns. The human had been clipped and it dived to one side and been thrown off the stage to land and trampled dirt beside it. Red blood seeped from Katsuru's damaged skin. Thanks, Powis, Vlad said quickly and waved ball down the stand. Go spa with Renekchuk. The ball nodded and stomped away. Vled turned to go help the human stand, only to find Katsuru had already found his own feet and was wiping away the blood. Okay, so they were a bit tougher than they looked. This is why I didn't want to... Can we call him back? Katsuru interrupted. I think I figured it out this time. Vled stared at it for a moment before deciding that the human could kill himself however he liked. 
Blood wasn't here to stop him. He called Poe's back and the human managed to stay on his feet for five minutes this time before being thrown. The human got back up again though and climbed back onto the stage before Vled could dismiss Ball again. The next time, the human managed to stay upright for 15 minutes before being thrown. Vled didn't even consider dismissing Poe's. Not that the Poe's would likely have gone anyway. The former champion was just as curious as Vled by the stage. The clock ran out after that, with neither of them being able to throw the other. Vled sounded the chime and both broke apart. He was not too surprised to hear what Poeis had to say after that. Yes, Bol grunted after it had a chance to catch its breath. I will train this one. That settled it. Vled went back to his office. Katsuru promised to make something called a casserole for dinner. He explained that he needed several key ingredients before he could start making better dishes, but... Uh, but now, he would make do with what he had until he could obtain them. The human had sounded apologetic again, so Vled didn't set these expectations too high. Two hours later, the bruised and bleeding Katsuru limped into Vled's office carrying a steaming pan. With the steam came the most enticing odor that he had ever had the pleasure of inhaling. This was a human improvising. Wordlessly, he picked up the pronged utensil the human provided, took him a small bite... Oh, nameless, he thought. Thank you for letting me try the omelette first. Without a small bit of preparation, he might not have survived. Leave me, he gasped to Katsuru. Is something wrong? The cook asked in fright. Please, just go. The human limped out the door, looking confused. Vlad grabbed the pan with his upper arm and opened both sets of jaws. He ached the rest of the night. It was a good ache. It was almost a full week later that he heard clap outside the door of someone requesting admittance. Vled glanced down at the bowl in front of him, still half full. Would he be expected to share? Who is it? he asked. Poes, came the reply. Vled put the bowl down and brightened. Come in, he called his former champion. You've got to try this. The door opened and the enormous bulk of balls squeezed inside the room. The tent walls flapped from the wind and the creatures passing. The ball stomped forward and lowered its body to the floor. They did not use chairs. Good thing, too. No chair could possibly support that frame. You know those little shelled creatures that swim in the ocean? Vled said excitedly, while they reminded Katsuro of some animal they called shrimp back on Earth. He said that he thought that they could cook it. I had my doubts, but he's right. You just need something called butter and garlic. You have got to try one. Katsuru is the reason I'm here, the bowl said slowly. Oh, of course, Vlad slid the bowl of cooked shellfish sadly away. Look, he said calmly, if this is about the fight next week, the kid made me promise him and, uh, who are you pitting him against? Bowies interrupted, which was surprisingly rude of the old bowl. What? Oh, I thought I would set him up against Shri, give her one last good fight before I retire her. I figure he'll last the longest against her anyway. Do not do that, Poeis said. Put him up against Vahal. Vahal? Vled exclaimed. Are you crazy? Vahal is about to be ranked. I watched that kid. He hasn't won a single training match yet. Poeis was silent for a moment. I believe he is not fighting to his full ability, Poeis admitted. He seems to be holding himself back. He's throwing fights. If one of my competitors has already bribed him, they're going to be sorely disappointed. 
Not exactly, Bowie said thoughtfully. I do not think he's allowing the others to win due to bribery. He seems to be hiding his real abilities to make the others underestimate him. I've seen him on several occasions perform feats of remarkable agility and dexterity, but only when he thinks no one is watching him. Bled worked his lower jaws. I don't know, he said. I don't bite. You really think the human would scam a room full of professional fighters? They all know to hide their best tricks until the day of the match. I think this is more than that, the police said. Well, if you're wrong, Bled said slowly, the Fahal would tear the kid apart and then I lose the best cook I've ever had. He looked into the ball of garlic butter shell creatures. It wasn't a hard decision to make. That was embarrassing. Bled roared as he stormed into his office. He tried to slam the door behind him, but police caught it. The former champion entered the room a moment later and shut the door more gingerly than his boss had intended. I didn't try and warn you, Bowies pointed out. No, no, you did not warn me, Bled corrected Bull while still yelling. You certainly did not warn me that he could jump in the air and do that. Thirteen seconds, thirteen seconds and the match was over. People were demanding their money back. You didn't give it to them, did you? Poise asked. No, Vlad admitted. I told them that there were no refunds, but people started leaving after that. I had bribed officers to look the other way for six hours, and because of that human, I barely got three hours worth of showtime. People kept insisting that I rigged the fight because they had all bet on she. I told them that I had bet on her too. The ball shuffled its piece. Vlad squalled. Well... I guess I know who the big payout went to now, Bled commented dryly. I warned you, Poise repeated. Yeah, you did, Bled admitted at last. I should have listened. No one cared about Fahal's match after that. He gave a good show, but after seeing that human knockout she like that, who cares about an endurance match between two Kawadi? Are you going to let Katsuru fight again? Poise asked. Fight? Bled scoffed. I should put him back in the kitchen. You realize we made a bigger profit off the concessions today than we did off the first two fights. The kid's cooking is a hit. Um, what? Bled asked. You might want to follow me, Bowie said. It's better if I show you. Tatsura didn't look hurt. She certainly hadn't managed to get her claws anywhere near him during the fight. But judging from the way the human hung his head and cowered, he may as well have been on the losing side of the battle with an invisible giant. Yet, it was no giant the human face, but rather another human. A much smaller, much more frail-looking human. This new human was speaking in a rapid-fire human language rather than galactic standard. Bled didn't catch the words, but did pick up the anger and the venom in the words. The new human kept pointing at the pot of soup while shouting at Katsuru. What's going on here? Bled bellowed. The new human sped around and faced Bled, and, to his considerable confusion, the newcomer bowed deeply and spoke in a manner that was unmistakably unapologetic. My uncle, Katsuru translated, is very disappointed with the soup I made for you today. He says that I insult you with such a gruel and orders me to apologize. I do so now. I am very sorry, Bled. I was in a hurry to get the ring and engage combat, and I took an unforgivable shortcuts. What were they talking about? The soup was fantastic. He'd never enjoyed eating vegetables so much. He was about to comment on this, and his brain kicked into gear and he recalled an early conversation. 
This is the uncle who owned the restaurant, Vlad asked. Yes, Katsuru admitted, and he can make better soup. Even my best soup, which this is not, is embarrassing next to his. Katsuru agreed flatly. Is he looking for a job? I'm going to be the happiest, fattest lump of clay in the universe, Vlad belched. The restaurant is certainly profitable. Poes agreed. I believe it's starting to rival our other businesses. With good reason, too, Vlad said happily. Those humans, they're amazing. I mean, everything they cook is fantastic. Did you try that, uh, what do they call it? Grilled cheese? No, Poes said. I ate my fill on the lentil stew. I do not even know what a lentil is, but I crave more of them now. Vled chuckled. Business is thriving now, he said. I had to hire some more help. Fortunately, Katsuru has a lot of family in the restaurant business. His aunt and uncle are in the kitchen. His cousins work to wait staff. He even has a neighbor who is being helping me keep the books. Did you know humans have some interesting accounting tricks that I never even considered before? Pawis tapped the clawed hand on the table. There is another match scheduled for next week. The ball reminded him. Are we going to let Katsuru fight again? Bled considered it. Yes, he said at last, but I want you to tell him to give a good show this time. Who are you putting him against? Bok Bok. The high G wilder. That should be quite a show. Well, that was a disaster, Vled shouted as he stormed into the office once again. The audience loved it, Bowie said. Loved it, Vled shouted. That human broke Bok Bok's bones. How did he do that? He pushed his legs, Bok Bok's knees, and used the opponent's weight to... Yes, Vled interrupted. I mean, I saw how he did it. What I mean is that Bok Bok's bones are made out of rock. He shouldn't have been able to break rock. I mean, really, it shouldn't be possible... How Bok Bok's a cripple. His bones don't heal, you know. What am I going to do now? Bowies looked at the floor. What? Vled asked at last. The ball cleared his throat. The humans were telling me that they know someone who's good with masonry. Bowies admitted at last. Vled strolled lazily out to the front door of his house. Gone were the days of living in tents. He owned an actual house now. His business had flourished lately and become an empire... Every aspect of it, legal and otherwise, had grown in leaps and bounds. His restaurant, which he had named Earth Reborn in honor of his employees, was one of the most popular restaurants in the quadrant. Earth vegetation, once a rare thing barely surviving in the rough soil by a handful of human farmers, was now being cultivated on huge modern farms. Now that galactic palates had discovered the flavors, there was no danger of human crops and spices becoming extinct. There had even been talk of planning daring raids back to the conquered earth to retrieve some of the plants that the humans hadn't been able to carry with them. The cocoa one had sounded particularly interesting. His black market dealing, selling scarce products to those living in the fringes, had been gradually becoming more legitimate as refugees of the worlds had gained increasingly better standards of living. There were still those fighting poverty and living in the margins, but they were few and far. When he had started this business, it had been everyone. Even the fights had become legitimate. Katsuru had eventually admitted to having participated in sport called mixed martial arts on Earth. Vled had been fascinated with the idea, a legal form of combat. But then again, why not, even if the height is of this pre-human days, 
Many of his best customers had been outsiders looking for entertainment. If gladiator fights had been rebranded as sport on earth, why not elsewhere? He strolled down the streets towards a wide building with a large window. The windows allowed for natural sunlight in, but, uh, more importantly, allowed passerbys to gawk at what was going on inside. As his new partner liked to say, sometimes that was the best advertisement. You are late, Katsuru mocked, scolded him as he stepped inside the classroom. Or rather, the dojo, as Katsuru insisted on calling it. I apologize, sensei, Bled said in a low bow. Please, Katsuru said while smiling, save the sensei stuff for the students. Until then, I'm Katsuru. Bled laughed. There was a scream from the back of the room. Crap, Katsuru said. I think my uncle just figured out I left the soup on for too long. The door of the dojo flew open and a frail old man who was there, head chef, stormed inside. Vlad regretted it was too early for the class to start. The students would have received an expert demonstration. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed and if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.